Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Xbox Life, episode 328, Xbox on Windows 10. I am one of your hosts, Mark, aka Wingman709, and with me, as always, is my good buddy, Rob. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob, also known as Prestar. Hello, hello. And with us also is our other good buddy, Brun. Good evening. BJ Swick 33. How I swear I'm hearing it like coming through somebody's. Oh, sorry. That's my fault. I didn't turn it down. <laughs> I was like, am I hearing I myself? Checking... It was real quiet, but I was like, I swear yeah. I could hear it. <laughs> I was checking the audio just to make sure and I forgot to even turn it down. So. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, as always, you can check us out at thisxboxlife.com. And, of course, you can always support the show by doing all your shopping. I mean, everything you possibly could want. Do it at Amazon using our affiliate link at thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. Or by going to our website, click on the Amazon link. It will take you to the store. Um, and just for clarification, because we got a lot of questions on this, our affiliate link defaults you to like an Xbox One page, like buying an Xbox One, which you are more than welcome to do. We would appreciate it. But you can search for other things once you're there and buy something cheaper like a video game or something. Or you could buy a big jumbo 70-inch TV if you want. Um, or a big jumbo jet. <laughs> that would be awesome. We could retire. Um, so, no, you don't have to buy the Xbox One. But it just defaults you. We have to send you to a page. So we thought it was appropriate to send you to yeah. the console page. But So, if you, you know, hopefully that helps out some questions. Um, we don't expect you to buy Xbox Ones. Uh, but, like I said, you're welcome to. And if you buy one, buy it from us. <laughs> so, all right, let's jump into it because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I think we're all pretty excited this week. So let's just get done with what we've been playing and we'll start with Rob. Absolutely. So uh, this has been kind of a, a slow week for me gaming-wise, too much going on otherwise. Uh, just been doing a little bit of trap team with my son and I think that's really about it. I don't think I've played anything else. This week, and I'm not gonna gush over Trap Team. I've done that enough past shows, so that's about it for me. How about it, bro? Well, um, had a gaming night uh, this weekend at the Nighthawk 70. We all went up to his house. You know, there's Dan the man, and and uh, my buddy Ken. Like four of us showed up at his house, and plus he's his two boys, we all sat down. We played pretty much Destiny for 10 hours, I think. Something like that. Then we played a little bit of Smash Brothers. We also played uh, Startup uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, played, Started playing, I think, I think we did Halo 3 because that's the one that first one that allows you to do four player co op. But that's pretty much it. You know, a lot of Destiny. Finally, finally hit level 30. Uh, went, we went through the. Um, Vault of Glass, and then started the Crota Raid, but got kind of stuck on that. And I will say that I, you know, I understand the point of a raid. And actually, Monkey Punch, uh, if he shows up on here tonight, he was he was with us the entire time. He was he was one of the remote people, so it was like all of us in a room and him. <laughs> so, but uh, he he helped out. But um, I understand the point of a raid. You know, to be long and epic and uh, to lots of teamwork and stuff like that. Um, but I will say that I, I'm not exactly sure. And people may disagree. And I, I'm curious on what you guys, you know, I don't know if you've done the raids or not in, in Destiny. But um, 
I don't know if Bungie's done it right because, you know, I would have rather have like a longer raid where more, you know, where you go through and you're doing things as a team versus the just almost impossible parts, like three parts of a raid and all three of them are just like practically, no, I don't want to say impossible because you can do them, um, but so drastically hard and ridiculous on what you have to do to where it actually makes it completely just horrible to do. I mean, I have zero fun. I don't want to say I had zero fun, but I mean, it was making me like dislike the game. You know, if you're playing the same part of a raid for three hours, you know, either you're not doing the right teamwork because people can do the whole thing in an hour, um, or it's just, you know, why, why do something like that? Why is it, that bad so you know but we you know we did it so i didn't get and the thing is you know you do these raids and hoping to get like cool gear and stuff i got zero i got nothing i got some ascendant shards and that was it so i was just like i was so mad at that point but uh but that's all i did and and just real quick for you know when we're talking well games that are coming out this week you know we're going to be hitting the xbox games but just real quick Pre-orders for Grim Fandango Remastered on PC. You can get it on PC or you can get them on PS, uh, PS4 or Vita. That's cross-buy, I believe. Um, it's on Steam. It's on Good Old Games. It comes out Tuesday. So excited. Very excited. So anybody who hasn't played that or has and wants to play it again, get out there. Because The reason why I'm promoting that is because that's my favorite game of all time. So yeah, it's coming back. I'm, I'm very excited. That's all. All right. Sorry, I had to mute my phone. It was <laughs> ringing. All right. So I played a little bit of Dead Rising 3. I helped uh, Ventral Loki complete his uh, campaign on that. He uh, was at near the end there a long time ago. Got stuck and never went back to it. So I was like, come on, let's finish this. So we, we finished it up the other night for him. And then... Uh, I've got back, oh my goodness, I have been sucked back into a game like nobody's business. I have been playing Titanfall a <laughs> lot. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Let's see. Last Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday when I started playing this again, I was a Gen 4 uh, level, what was I, like a 42, I think. Something like that. <laughs> right now, um, oh, I forgot to look. Uh, I am a Gen Six. Um, I think a, I think I hit seventeen or eighteen. Just a little bit ago tonight. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I jumped up quite a bit in just less than a week. Um, I am having so much fun. The Frontier mode. Sorry, the Frontier Defense, which is essentially a horde mode of that game, that is so much fun. Um, and if you if if you if you think ranking up is too slow, play Frontier Defense. Wow. <laughs> the only problem with it is that there's, you don't have the opportunity to do pilot kills. So on your regen requirements, you can basically knock everything else out except for the pilot requirements. So then you got to jump into another game and. Um, you know, do do the stuff there, but like all your Titan kills and killing grunts and all that stuff. I mean, you get them and you get them so quick. There's so many. Um, 
and it's fun. It, it's such a challenge, and it's so much fun. I, I'm just, I'm like addicted to it. It's, oh my goodness, I can't believe how much stuff was added into this game. I mean, I loved it when it first came out, and I, and I really enjoyed the game. Had a lot of fun with it. And then a lot of other stuff came out, and it, it kind of got pushed to the wayside, and I just never went back to it. And then now that I've gone back to it, there's so much that they have put into this game that when I first booted it up, I was like, oh my gosh, what? There's like nine options here. There used to be three options on this menu. And now there's just, I mean, there's just, they've expanded so many things. There's battle ranks. There's the horde mode. There's just so many things that they have done and it's it's all for the better man the game is so much fun so highly recommend if you haven't played titanfall in a while check it out play frontier defense it is a blast um good times and hit me up if you want to play i will that's all that's all i'm playing well until tuesday <laughs> so we'll talk about that later but it's i'm titanfall's back in my playlist so and that is um, all that I have played this week. Titanfall. That's all I needed. <laughs> so This is like the first time in like... How many years have we been doing this show? Seven years? I think we're beyond that. And we're well, pushing plus the eight, original show. So yeah, like eight years. This is like the first time you, you've only played one game. Yeah. <laughs> No, Usually I, you have funny. like a nice I, list. I played Dead Rising Three too. I said <laughs> for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you had it on your dashboard. I left all the I, I left all the sure. Windows Eight games off my list. I've been playing a lot of those. Yeah. But those are like during the day. You know, got to get my daily Sudoku done and my daily jackpot done, and you know, <laughs> those don't really count. People don't want to hear that every week. So, but. I, yeah, I mean, it's, well, it hasn't been a long time because not too long ago, all I played was Sunset Overdrive. And, and again, I, I love that. I just need more DLC. So, but Titanfall, go back and check it. If you guys got it, if you don't have it, I think it's still super cheap in the store. Go get it. It is so much fun. Awesome. Call of Duty it's with mechs, man. That's what it is, but it, it's even better. The gameplay is so much fun. And I've even gotten to the point where, like, I like pulling my mech down and just having him guard like the harvester in the in the frontier defense or having him just walk around with me and I'm and then I've got my weapons out. So it's like he's it's just fun. I don't always have to be in the Titan to be fun. So it's cool. Love it. So that's it. And let's <laughs> head into the news. All right, beep 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 yeah, beep, sure. beep beep beep. Real quick, I don't know if Jeff's saying that he's got a bad connection now from Xbox to Twitch. And if he does, I don't know. Usually when you get hiccuping and stuff in Twitch on a computer, I usually refresh. So I don't know. You might want to close the app. And... Yeah, we've got right. we've got several people in here right now. So, All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Rob. All right. Let's get going. All right, so first up, uh, the latest patch for Halo, the Master Chief Collection, is live now for your digital getting and uh, focuses on matchmaking, UI, stability, and other features. For the matchmaking, which I think is everybody's hot button with this game, uh, specifically the patch promises to improve 
search success rates, reduce instances of the awaiting privileges error, uh, and then uh, to correctly determine the player counts in each playlist, fix an issue where players appeared to be searching in the incorrect find game screen and a countdown sound effect to the voting timer. The update should improve the network performance of Halo 2 Anniversary, lower the music volume in multiplayer menus and fix stability issues across multiple games in both campaign and multiplayer. All right, until the next patch. All right, so DMI is a company that says it's been hard at work on several new games, including a new NASCAR racing sim for the PC, Xbox One, and the PS4. It's going to be launching in 2016, so that's next year for you folks. Uh, prior to the agreement uh, with DMI, you. Uh, Technics, I believe is how you pronounce it, had uh, been working on an online-only update to its NASCAR franchise, uh, which will be released this spring under its own label. Uh, that'll be their last NASCAR title, and it'll be titled NASCAR 15. And that'll be available for the PC, 360, and PS3. Uh, Double Damage Games Rebel Galaxy uh, has been announced. Uh, well, it's been announced uh, last year for the PC, PS4, and maybe the Xbox One, but uh, now it's been uh, confirmed by the developers that there's also gonna be uh, what Xbox and uh, Mac port of the game. If you're wondering what that is exactly, it looks like it's uh, a mishmash of a whole bunch of different stuff, including an RPG, space combat, uh, and a trading sim. I'll look for that in 2015. Battlefield Hardline is going to be coming out uh, on PlayStation 3, 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC on March 17th. It's going to have nine maps and or seven gameplay modes. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole list on those. Uh, if it interests you, check them out online. Now, there's been uh, a lot of controversy over what Phil Spencer wore in the Windows 10 uh what do you call that, uh, press announcement or discussion, seminar, whatever you, whatever it is. Because uh, he wore a Battletoads t-shirt to the event. Everybody always says that there's a message to all his shirts whenever he shows up on any public uh, forum. So what exactly does that mean? I guess we'll have to see. Could a Battletoads game be on the horizon? I think the smart money is yes. Or he really likes Battletoads. One of those two. Then Ori and the Blind Forest uh, has a release date. It's releasing on March 11th for the Xbox One. So it's about six weeks away. I'm very excited about this game. Uh, definitely looks interesting. Then uh, Unmechanical Extended is going to be coming to Xbox One first this month. It's a side-scrolling puzzle adventure exploration game that has a, a cute little hovering robot. Uh, who has to solve all sorts of puzzles and bypass all sorts of traps as uh, he tries to escape a whole crazy underground complex. There's going to be a whole bunch of uh, non-linear environments along the way for the robots to traverse. I'll look for it at the end of the month. I believe this will be next week, not this week, uh, on the 30th of January. It looks like it's going to be $9.99 uh, dollars and euro. 
So depending on what region you're in, right there, it's going to be $9.99. State of Decay Year One Survival Edition is going to be coming out on Xbox One on April 28th in North America and other countries uh, shortly thereafter on May 1st. Microsoft has confirmed the U.S. price of $30, and owners of the 360 original version of the game can get a 33% discount off of the Xbox One version up until June 30th. So you get $10 off, $20. Uh, this is definitely an awesome game. Definitely check it out. Borderlands The Handsome Collection has uh, been announced. It's going to basically be Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel for Xbox One, which Mark is very, extremely super fond of. And it's going to have all of the current DLC. The collection is going to be out for Xbox One on March 24th in the United States, in United States and March 27th everywhere else. A free-to-play PC MMO, uh, All Points Bulletin, Reloaded, or also known as APB Reloaded, is coming to the consoles. It's planned to launch on the PS4 and Xbox One in the second quarter of 2015. So what is that, April through June, I think? Yeah. Or do they do that funky split where, like, second quarter is actually at the end of the year because the first quarter is in July, starting in July. Yeah, who knows? They, know? all, they all seem to do it different. Yeah. So, okay. Either it's going to be out, what, April through June, or it'll be out October through December. Either way, sometime this year. Who cares? All right. So um, uh, the game is going to be free to play on both of the consoles, and then it'll be available for download to all PS4 owners, of course. And Xbox One owners who have gold subscriptions will be able to join the game, but I think everybody does anyway. And then, as promised late last year, developer Red Links, I think a lot of people are getting excited just hearing about that name right there, uh, has added online multiplayer gameplay modes to its stunt platform motorcycle game, Trials Fusion. In a new free update, the new multiplayer options support up to eight players. That's a lot. And uh, include three gameplay options. Online X Supercross has uh, up to eight players fighting against each other in a series of three races. Then uh, Private Game and Private Game with Spectator allows players to alter race parameters ranging from track to speed and handling to the strength of gravity before the event. Additionally, Ubisoft has announced that the fourth Trials Fusion DLC pack titled Fire in the Deep is going to hit on January 27th. They say it's the biggest downloadable content ugh, content pack yet. Fire in the Deep is going to include... See, I'm all excited about this. I guess I, I'm like stammering here. Lost for words. Uh, 11 new tracks five new achievements and trophies to unlock 27 new track challenges and dozens of new editor objects like all trials fusion dlc packs fire in the deep is priced at five dollars but can also be found among the five dlc packs in the 20 dollars trials fusion season pass all right then moving on riptide gp2 is now available for xbox one this is another one of those uh wave racers you know insert your craft here whether it's uh 
those uh, like jet skis or boats or whatever. I think a lot of them are pretty similar, but a lot of them are usually pretty fun. Uh, it's now available for Xbox One. Dying Light gets a new release date for the physical version of the game. And uh, who knows um, if we'll be getting any kind of, uh, you know, sorry guys, DLC with that. Now it will be... Uh, yeah, it's in the article. Oh, so it is? Okay. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure exactly how to take that in there. So <laughs> so we do get, or they do... Is everybody going to get that? Who knows? We'll see it soon enough. Uh, new release date, which is going to be delayed now a month off of the digital release. Look for it on the 27th of February. And Elder Scrolls Online is coming to Xbox One on June 9th. It's got uh, uh, some new subtitle info there and uh, no subscription fee, looks like. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be into that one. And that is it for the news. Sorry, you just were talking about Elder Scrolls, right? Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, I missed my cue on my image. That's what happened when I was chatting, responding to people in the chat, then I missed the, the cues on the images. So, it's okay. All right. <laughs> so it's uh, roundtable time, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes, please say it is. Yes. Say it is. It's like two weeks <laughs> yes, in is. a row. I'm like so excited to get to the roundtable. <laughs> roundtable time. That's, that's, that's I, I don't see what we could talk good. about. I mean, it's not like anything happened this week. Yeah. All right. So I think what we'll do here. <laughs> Um, I got everything listed out for our guys here to see on this end. So let's just talk about each. We'll take each one at a time. Okay. So what we're going to talk about. <laughs> here we go. Cough, cough. He's oh, all choked up. Stupid cough. <laughs> I got probably one more month and this thing will be gone. Then you'll get the next one. But hopefully you guys got to see the video. Um, if you didn't watch the whole, man, it was like two and a half hour long Windows 10 press conference this week. Uh, <laughs> what? It was like two and a half hours uh, long, right, Bron? Yes, it was very long. I fell asleep during the... It's funny because I was fast forwarding through some of it because the Cortana section was very long and the person giving it was very boring. And then right when Phil came on, I fell asleep. So oh, you missed the best 20 but, minutes of the show. I know, I know, Wait, and and I'm, I, I have a one saying back. that Phil bored him. No, no. Do we have to find a new host? Okay. <laughs> nice. Well, the, the the funny thing is, before we get on to the cool stuff, is I'm glad they did a conference like this. Yes. But uh, as a person who watches all the Apple conferences and and well, I watch multiple conferences and stuff, and I know where these guys are trying to get to. They're trying to show off their stuff. I don't think they're trying to copy Apple directly because that's not what I'm getting at. But boy, oh boy, do they have to work on their transitions and stuff. It was very just weird. Very weird. So uh, definitely the first couple people that were on there. Like Phil Spencer comes in and he just talks normal and is going along. But the one other, other guys are like trying to get involvement from the crowd and stuff. And the crowd's all just sitting there like just, just going. <laughs> so... But, uh, yeah. Sorry, Mark. But here's the cool stuff. What's the cool stuff? All right. So we're going to – let's start. I'm going to – so here we go. So Xbox on Windows 10. With Xbox on Windows 10, we're bringing some of them – and I say we're because I'm reading the Microsoft 
uh, press release. We're bringing some of the most exciting features from Xbox Live and some of the most popular Xbox experiences into Windows 10 itself. The built-in Xbox app is the place where your world of gaming comes together. It is a unified view of the games you care about, your friends, and your gaming activities. And with Xbox Live, more than 50 million members will now connect across screens in a new way. So let's take a closer look at what some of the means for gamers. So here are some of the highlights that were announced in the Windows 10 media briefing. So the first one we're going to talk about is the Windows 10, or I'm sorry, the Xbox app. Um, and I'm going to be showing some screen, uh, some images here. I'll kind of just slowly kind of work my way through them. Um, I've got pictures. Uh, Rob and I both have been using the Xbox app in our Windows 10 uh, builds. So we've got some stuff we can show you and we'll, we'll talk about our experiences with it. But to start out, it says the whole uh, marketing line here is whether you only game on the PC, the console or both, the Xbox app will bring together the most important aspects of your gaming life. Games, friends, messages, activity feed, your gaming legacy with achievements and much more. So let's talk about the Xbox app. Uh, Rob, you... Um, you messed around with it. Why don't you tell us what you think first? Yeah, I've been using it on and off since Friday, and uh, it's pretty neat. It's very early uh, what it does, and I think it does well, but I, I can't say it does a whole lot at this point. And they even tell you in the app, basically, that they're going to be doing updates often, and... You know, I think everybody who runs this thing right now has to understand. You know, Windows 10 is—it's—it's it's not even beta right now, really. And uh, I think the same goes for this app. But it—it it works well, and uh, it gives you a, a decent display of everything that you would normally see on your Xbox One. And for me, it's a lot easier to navigate. I find that the app is—you can just scroll through the activity feed you know see stuff a lot easier you can it's so much nicer to pull up videos that people post you know what i'm saying mark yes i do the, yeah it's it's i i can't say it's a horrible experience on the xbox one but it's so easy on the pc just that mouse navigation oh and let me look at this one you know you just click it and you view it okay let me hard it or you do comments on things. It's just so much easier with a keyboard and just viewing it on the screen. Yeah, and um, let's see. Eating Wisconsin said the app sounds like what Smart Glass should have been. I felt it is like Smart Glass enhanced, or, or it, it it really looks like Smart Glass. It's but, the next evolution. Yeah, it is. It's the next evolution. So Smart Glass, I think, was the kind of interim version of it, and I think Smart Glass is going to get renamed xbox app on all your devices so i well, think the smart smart glass it's meant to interact with games i don't think this one is right that's that's well, true you can use smart glass on some games i don't know if a lot of people have done it i do know that's right dead rising 3 did it i remember using my yep. smart glass on my phone to be able to unlock or do i actually was able to do extra missions in the game by going into smart glass it actually opened up extra missions in the campaign um so yeah that's true but i still would expect that those would be renamed i still think it's going to become the xbox app and you okay. can just use xbox app to do the same thing what smart glass does so I yeah. think Bronze writes the I, next evolution of Smart Glass. 
Sure. Yeah, and I love I love smart glass like on my iPhone because messages. I mean, anytime I'm typing things into yes. my Xbox and everything, it's like it's in, it's it's just another communication tool to my to my Xbox, another controller. Um. So and and this here just seems like this here. I don't know. Like if, if the way I use smart glass, I don't see this app here like on a PC being a replacement of smart glass, like on my iPhone, but if they just rebrand it and make it that way, then that's, that's just fine. But this here to me, what I, what I see is the Xbox app or this app that's coming out. I just see it being what used to be like live on windows. You know, this is, this is Xbox live on the PC. And when we get to talking into like stuff, more now, stuff, I'll... it's not games for windows live. They, no. uh, Phil Spencer even said that, in right. his thing, that this is not Games for Windows Live. This is Xbox Live. It is yeah. so, um, and and because Games for Windows did have a lot of, like, you could t chat people, you could see what they were playing, you could see your friends listening to your achievements and stuff. This but goes beyond separate. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this goes very much beyond that. This puts them in kind of the same world. And we're going to, as we go, we got other topics here that'll kind of show you proof of how that's going to come into play. But um, one thing that's neat about it is if you, with this now app integrated into the OS, like when you get a message, a friend sends you a message, it'll pop up like your little, like you get an email or you get a Twitter yep. or you get a Facebook. Like I get notified Facebook and you know, I get pop-ups um, to let me know someone sent me a message or something. That's going to happen. I mean, you can get that now with Smart Glass in Windows 8. Um, but it's, you know, it's going to be native to the application uh, or to the OS. So you're going to get that type of stuff. Um, and it's definitely easier to use. I like the way it's laid out. Yeah, um, makes sense. It does look nice. There's, uh, uh, you can see, as you see, I'm right now they see Rob's and then now they'll see my like gamer page or whatever. So you, it's just got nice information. It looks good. It's easy to read. You've got all your friends down the side. I also noticed, Rob, I don't know if you noticed it, um, the, uh, I went to the Titanfall page and it said follow. And I, I'm like, what is that? That's, are you, is it kind of like thinking of like Facebook, um, you know, where you can follow a game. So I think that's coming. In fact, here they'll be able to see it now on the screen. Um, it, it, if you see, you get the Titanfall banner at the top, and on the on the far right it says follow. Now I clicked it and it didn't do anything, so I think that's a a feature that does not Early. yet work. Um, but it's interesting because I, I it makes me wonder. Okay, so if I follow that, am I going to get some kind of news about you know, hey, new DLC has come out? Is this going to be in here? Kind of like you know, kind of like what they publish on a Facebook type of thing. Um, you know, a lot of like Bungie has their 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 Bungie.net is very Facebookish if you ask me. I think a lot of places are doing that with activity feeds, and you know it's all about what's going on. I mean that's what they are. You know the Xbox activity feed. It's essentially here's what your friends are doing right now. Here's what everybody on Facebook is doing right now. It's kind of that same thing. So I'm curious to see what the follow will actually do. Right. And I think I think some of that not only is it going to be like news or stuff like that, but I think it filters down like clips of people or people playing the game that, you know, you might be able to watch them on Twitch and, and stuff like that, but it keeps it to just to that game. So it's kind of used as like a filter, but, uh, 
Yeah, and maybe, yeah, that's, some, maybe that's something gonna like tie, that. Yeah, it might tie into Twitch or something. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's just cool. I noticed it. I'm like, ooh, I oh, like yeah. this. What's it do? And I click, and it's like, ah, oh, it doesn't do it yet. <laughs> so, but uh, and people are starting to comment on your fifty-five percent completed <laughs> car on, ride. Get you on that. One. I on, see oh, that I am. Uh, see, there I was playing an Earth Strike during that picture. <laughs> The last picture I was watching TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there I am. Look at that. See, it shows you're watching TV right now. And Mark yep. is on Twitch. Huh. Oh, uh, did, have, have you guys tried I don't like I know some of the features are getting put in now, but have you guys tried sending messages to each other or using like the game, like the chat? I sent a message to Carbide in it, and it, it works just as if you're. It's just like Smart Glass. I mean, it, Smart Glass. It, yeah. yeah. If you okay. if you send a message on Smart Glass, it, it's identical. Really, it's. Is, yeah. Is the uh, you be able to jump into a party from the PC? Is that working yet, or? I have not tried that. I don't know okay. if you can do that. We should not, try not, that. We maybe should try not that. Yet, <laughs> that's. I'll tell you what. That's one of that's one of the features I'm very excited for because. Everybody who does PC gaming, you know, like um, uh, TeamSpeak, uh, Ventrilo, uh, you got Razorcoms, you have um, Steam Chat, you have like all these different clients and, and things like that. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to take over the world or anything, but... Um, it will. <laughs> yeah. Well, I use Axion, like uh, the Axon, can't think of the name of it right now. Um it is called Dolby Axon. I use that one because it's like Dolby Digital type chat, and it's really cool. But um, this one here, I can just see like if it's it's going to be built into Windows. Like you don't have to worry about another application. And when I'm playing Battlefield or something like that, I want to pull in one of you guys. You know, I could just use that, and it's going to work. And you know, it's going to work. So that's and it's going to be free. So, um, but. You know, what's the party size now? Is this still eight or did they increase it in Xbox One? That's still eight. Still eight. Yeah. So right there is kind of like I guess one of the downfalls. Um or, you know, but that's if you need more than eight people. So I'm very excited for that. Which one's next? Um so Rob, you wanna take the next one? Sure. All right, so Xbox Live and multiplayer across devices. Uh, Xbox Live is social, interactive, and seamlessly integrated directly into Windows 10, bringing gamers the experiences they love across devices like multiplayer gaming on Windows 10 against players on an Xbox One and messaging and chat with friends. Developers will get full access to the Xbox Live API, making it easier to create more powerful gaming scenarios across devices. That's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, and I, we need to point out the fact that he said multiplayer gaming on Windows 10 against players on an Xbox One. Now, this, yeah. this isn't the first time it's been done because, no. was it Shadowrun? Shadowrun, yep. Um, what did that on the 360. And, and um, I enjoyed that game. I was kind of sad that that didn't work out to be a very popular game. But 
Um, I thought it was pretty decent, and it worked really well. So Xbox gamers were playing, 360 gamers were playing against PC people. So um, my only concern with that is that the X, you know, a lot of times I heard it even tonight. Some somebody was complaining that somebody was cheating, and there's really, unless I'm just completely oblivious to it, I'm not aware that you can easily hack. Uh, and cheat, you know, cheat with hacks or aimbots and stuff like that on the Xbox. Maybe it's possible. I'm sure anything's possible, so it probably can be done. But I don't think it's near as prevalent as it is on the PC world. So my concern would be <laughs> getting in a match. Now when you, now it's going to be like, is this guy on a PC? You know, is he using an aimbot? Because <laughs> he was awful accurate. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the one thing I don't like about the merging of the worlds. But I do kind of like it because it opens up a title to a larger audience. So mm -hmm. the one thing that jumps out at me right away when I hear this is I remember there was talk about this kind of functionality a couple of years ago, probably like one or two years ago. And I remember them basically saying that they weren't going to go through with it just because the PC gamers annihilated everybody on the Xbox. You guys remember that? I mean, that, that was probably more 360 than it was uh, Xbox One. I don't know if that makes any difference. Shadow, was, the sh like during Shadow Run and stuff, I know the, the PC players had a pretty big advantage. Advantage on that. So. Was it yeah, controller-based? But you can code that type of stuff in because I believe that they had done some kind of coding to try to help on the controller side, you know. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I've seen some pretty impressive people playing with a controller. Oh, for sure. Doing some pretty impressive, bam, just, you know, headshots. Yeah. Watch, watch some of the Call of Duty stuff or, you know, I mean, no scoping. I mean, <laughs> you can do it on a console right. then, yep. you know. I, right. I think it's it's all what you choose to be. People say, oh, con mouse and keyboard is so much more accurate. I, you know what? I don't think it's any more accurate than than a um, than a controller. When, when you got someone who's really good at a controller and you got someone really good at a mouse and keyboard, you know, I think it really, what's the difference, you know? Yeah. But there's, yeah. there's in, my, in my mind, there's only parts and pieces where the advantage comes in. Like if you're talking sniping and and things like that, like yeah, I guess mouse and keyboard would have an advantage because you can do some finer movements. You know, I, I've then this has come you know from experience, like I've jumped from PC to, to back to the console and stuff like that. And and that's where some of the things comes, you know, is yes, finer, finer movements. I agree with finer that. movements. Um, the only other thing that it comes in, and really there's no way to adjust for this, which is fine, um, is that if you're coming up and you want to turn quickly to the left or to the right, depending on the speed of your joystick, um, which you can increase that sensitivity, but then also the mouse, you know, has sensitivity where you can spin a lot faster. But I mean, there's really, it's just like little things here and there. But when you're like in close quarter matches or just normal run and gun Call of Duty, to me, and if you're not sniping, you know, it's going to be pretty, pretty fair fight. So. 
All okay. right. So, Brian, you want to take the next one? Yes, game streaming. Thanks to the deep integration of Xbox on Windows 10, games on Xbox One can be streamed through your home network to your Windows PC or tablet anywhere in your house. Xbox One gamers will now be able to play many of their favorite console games on their PC. And many Xbox One accessories will work interchangeably on the console and PC with more on the way, so you can customize your experience in whatever way you see fit. So, so a lot of people, like, I've seen a lot of people talk about this already, and they're wondering, like, is it going to be two-way, or is it just one-way? The way this reads here is it's going to be, I can sit at my PC, stream from my Xbox to my PC, and play a game over here. Now, or on a tablet, you know, if I'm laying in bed, I can stream to a Windows 10 tablet. Um, but, you know, like, I was trying to think of, like, well, when would I actually want to do that? And I could say, well, my Xbox One's hooked up on our main TV right now. You know, my wife wants to watch one of her shows. I can come over here and I can play the game on my PC because I know it's going to be able to handle it. It's going to be able to play it. Um, the one thing, the one question I have is if I'm running TV through my Xbox, can I still play a game through my PC? And the way I thought the way they have the Xbox One with the multiple OSs running on there is I should be able to do that. You guys know what I'm it, that's, saying that's, there. I would expect it to work because that's exactly what it's. I think I really believe that's the exact main reason for it. Okay. Um, the Wii, the Wii U can do it to the gamepad while you're watching TV. You know, um, of course, it's not the TV's not running through the Wii U, but you know, I think it's just a signal coming in. It, it doesn't. It's a pass-through. Yeah, it's a pass-through. So you're still using all the OS resources for your game that you're streaming on the okay. network. So That's yeah. perfect. Exactly. That's perfect. I think it's... Very excited. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think, you know, I've had people asking in our Facebook group, well, this is stupid. What's the point of this? When the exact reason you just gave is perfect. How many, you know, if, if I didn't have... If I didn't work from home and you know have a man cave, then my Xbox One would be on the main house TV, you know. So then it's like you got to fight for that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The wife and kids want to watch something, you lose out, you know. And now you can go, okay, fine. I'm gonna go and play. I'll play Titanfall on my computer then, you know. So and then the tablet, like laying in bed with a tablet, just sitting there, you know, just getting some smaller, you know, some games. Peggle, in baby. Like that. Peggle yeah. too. <laughs> and the thing is, is, you know, this is probably in, that's when people started talking about like, what about going the other way, you know, and this, and if you think about it, they should be able to go the other way, or hopefully they eventually can go the other way. So I can play my PC games on my Xbox one. I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm positive. I read an article this week. I, I thought I had it in our notes and I, it looks like I was had removed because I was trying to get rid of all the duplicate stuff and I was right. trying to get just the info and I think I deleted it, but uh, afterwards, uh, Phil Spencer was asked that question, and it's not anything that they can comment on at this point, but they're aware of that. Right. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where it was left. I would yeah. highly expect it to go both ways. Yeah, they're going to do the one way first, and then they're going to flip the switch to allow it to go the other way as well. Yeah, the only discussion on that is how do they prevent people from just going and buying all their games on Steam? And um, and and then streaming that over to their Xbox One. 
<clears throat> you know, so basically if Call of Duty, if I get Call of Duty on my PC, then what's keeping me from just buying it for the $30 on my PC on Steam instead of the $60 on my Xbox One and just streaming it over there? Well, then, in, in, but then you, know. you are limited because, well, the, I think the difference there is you are going to be playing with the stream, people. the Steam people. And if you're right. used to playing that game and you're going to be playing with PC people, why would you want to take it to the console? Why if, would you if do you're it on a big screen? If you're you know, concerned yeah. with the uh, the keyboard, mouse input versus controller, because you're going to be yeah. on a controller when you stream it to your... Yeah, I guess, I, think, I guess it would have to be a perfect a perfect match. So it would have to be one of those games where PC versus console is allowed. So well, you're playing in both communities. And it would have to be like at a perfect alignment, I guess, for it to actually be an issue. So I guess well, it's kind of a... you wouldn't be able to do it right out the gate because they did say you when you stream from the Xbox to the PC, you still have to use an Xbox controller on your PC. You will right. not be able to... They, they're not going to... You won't be able to use mouse and keyboard now on Titanfall all of a sudden. Okay, that's not going to work. Um, maybe in the future, now that that capability would be built into the console and right. the OS, maybe the developers can code in those controls, but they're not going to go back and redo it. So again, that game on Steam is a game on Steam is not going to be coded for a controller, and you true. can't. Very so true. now you would need an X, a mouse and keyboard hooked up to your Xbox One to play that Steam game that you're streaming to your Xbox. So I think they got to get over bigger hurdles going that way because of the controller. You have to find a way to make everything work on the controller. And that's right. it has to be mapped in the game that way. So I think once they do the one way, which would be easier, then they can start working with developers to say, "Work, we can do it the other way too." If you guys want to put in, you know, recognition for the Xbox One controller and have key mappings for the controller. Uh, Rainbow Six. Uh, which one was it? I don't think it was one of the Vegas ones. I think it was the one right before that, which I think was Lockdown. Maybe it was one of the Vegas ones, but the PC version actually uh, you could select and play with the 360 controller. And I actually have the wireless adapter for my PC that I, and I sat there and played a PC game with my 360 controller and I loved it. I liked it so much better because I've gotten so used to that and away from the, the you know, a, what is it, the WASD that... You know, I can't even do WASD anymore for the movement, and it's too slow for me. And it was just awesome to play that Rainbow Six game on the PC with a controller. So, but all right. So, so the next one, DirectX 12, and this guys, this is this is making headlines all over the internet, um, and it's even being by non-Xbox people. So they said, we've enhanced our graphics technology to squeeze every ounce of performance out of your supported hardware and open up a new wave of innovation for high-end graphics, delivering greater complexity and detail on your current PC. Games authored or updated for DirectX 12 are able to run faster and have richer visuals, and this technology is already in the hands of developers today. The engines used to power hundreds of games are implementing DirectX 12, including Unreal Engine 4 from Epic and, as announced today, Unity. Now they did. This is all about PC. This announcement was for PC. However, there was someone posted this in our community. Someone posted uh, or tweeted to Phil Spencer. Uh, you know, since this requires specific hardware, you know, is the Xbox One 
going to be able to use it or, or are you going to have to do like a you know new hardware new like a hardware refresh to have DirectX 12 there and all Phil Spencer's reply was we were aware of this when we built the Xbox One that tells me the Xbox One hardware is already ready for DX12 this yep. I, I believe all along they were you know yeah the game came out DX12 is not ready yet we you know we've got to get it there but we can upgrade the Xbox One to work with DX12. And, and I think, and he said in his in the press briefing, 50% performance increase uh, mm -hmm. from DX12 over DX11, which is what we currently have, and lower power consumption. Um, so for, like, if you're gaming on a, on a laptop, you're going to have less power draw, and you get 50% performance increase. So can you imagine the games as good as they look on Xbox One today? Them come along and say we're going to update this to support DX12, and all of a sudden you got 50% more performance and visual. I mean, they had a demo there where the, they were running and adding stuff to the environment, right? And the DX11 finally crapped out and hit, yeah, it would have hit zero frames per second, right? Yep. The DX12 was still going at it. I don't remember if it was 30 or 60 frames a second. I don't recall, but it was it was either one or the two. It wasn't slowing down at all. It was and it kept adding more and more stuff into the environment. And it was I'm like where that what we have today would have been dead. It would have frozen. It would have bricked it. And there. So I mean, what? Just that's an amazing uh, ability that this this console is going to have if indeed, which I believe is prepared for DX12 when that hits. My th this is what I thought. This is when I, when I was watching this, and I told someone this earlier. When I was watching this show, the one thought came to my mind, and it was "suck it, Sony," <laughs> because yeah. oh, this was a fantastic conference. I thought, um, yeah, and with DX12, we've talked about it in the past, yeah. and for them to actually be talking about it now, it's coming this year. I mean, it's going to be out this year. Um, so I would expect by the end of the year that we have DX12 on Xbox and, and we're going to just see some amazing stuff. So, And then they also, like this wasn't a part of the conference, but they un, they just unlocked, didn't we talk about last week or maybe I read it last week, they just unlocked. The core. We had uh, like the, the core. seventh core. Yeah, that, yeah. That was last week, I think. Or the week so, does that mean, so like people are, I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, well, that means there's still one locked. Still one more locked because I'm pretty sure it's probably not a seven core processor. No, it's, it's probably eight. eight core. It's an eight core processor. Uh, you, so, like in a virtual environment, like uh, in my job, we deal with uh, VMware equipment all the time, and you pretty much uh, leave one core, you know, for ESXi or I'm sorry for, for the for the system itself to use for virtualization. Mm -hmm. If you give everything to the hosts or the, uh, oh yeah, there's not the guests. I forget which it is. This is late in the day, but uh, if you give everything to those uh, virtual machines, then you don't have anything to to run, run the, the back end. Yeah, but it's like you know they're still unlocking stuff. You know, still unlocking stuff, and then these performances are going to come. I mean, this thing's going to be a beast. Compared to what yeah, already and, it is, it already is. So. Yeah, and the DirectX 12 piece is just something that's going to be turned on. It's I don't know if we'll really even notice it. Just that the games look great. 
and they weren't great. They could just flip the switch and not even tell anybody. True. Yeah. All right. So, and you know what? You know this is good when the Sony fanboys are trying to make light of it. Like, this doesn't make a difference. <laughs> you know they don't like it when all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, this is no big deal. It's, it's you know, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. I mean, they have, they, they have a powerful system, too. There's nothing oh, stopping them from doing stuff like this. I mean... Yeah, they just don't have a name for the system like DirectX. Yeah. It just happens. Over there. So, it's still nice to know this is loaded in the chamber, ready to be fired. <laughs> I mean, what, in, in the what, console what, war, you know. What What would, I mean, the PlayStation runs an Intel processor now. They have the same type of memory, you know, type that we have. They're not split like the ARM, you know, like they're one processor cell what was it cell processor or whatever the ps4 is more like the xbox now aren't they running dx12 as well i mean no they're not the i no, it's it's a windows thing right mm. direct x12 is a microsoft product essentially right for windows so they'd have to run windows which they don't I'm sure they're all Linux based or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Some kind of custom thing going on. All right, Rob, you up? Yeah. Game DVR on Xbox One. One of the most popular features used by gamers is the Game DVR, which gives simple access to recording, editing, and sharing out your most epic game moments. It's not easy or consistent to do that for PC games nowadays. We're bringing this beloved feature to Windows 10, new, now accessible by simply pressing Windows G with the games you love playing. Whether on Xbox Live, Steam, or other services, you can record, edit, and share, share game clips with all of your social networks. So that's kind of interesting there that you can basically stream anything anywhere. Yeah, it's so not limited to just live. What do you think of that, Bron? Um, being a PC gamer, I think it's great. I mean, that's what we were just talking about. It's like just talking about all the streaming and stuff that's going on. Like, you know, Twitch is the big streaming. You know, it's it's the top right. of the line type of thing. And and I was just talking earlier. It's just like, man, it's like there's a thousand ways to stream to Twitch now. It's like you know. But this isn't you know, streaming to Twitch. This is just, I know, I know. Yeah, this is just DVR. the game the game DVR. I like it because, you know, I would think I'd do more videos and stuff than what I do now because I only do them, you know, on the Xbox, but if I had my PC to be able to do them on, I think I'd probably make some more. But I I like I think it's I think it's awesome. So There's other potential applications for this as well. It doesn't mean you need to stream a game. I could stream uh, a router booting up. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I mean, you can do anything. There's well, again, this isn't, this business isn't applications. This isn't streaming. Well, I, yeah, yeah. This I, is I, right. the sharing the clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I the clips. there. But yeah, you can you can share potentially anything, even 
don't know why you would want to do it, but I mean, you could do a Word document or it's it's anything. There's excitement. Yoo-hoo. I just or, Windows yeah, 10 the, record that. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Grandma. <laughs> yeah. I just I just remember when you know we're talking about things we wanted to see on the on the new Xbox you know a couple years ago, and we all three of us are just like you know take the technology that Bungie uses. Uh, I don't know if this is Bungie's technology doing the game DVR, but it's like we want a game DVR to record any game that we're playing and not just you know. Not just Halo. Now, this isn't as deep and have the much depth as as the Halo uh, videos and stuff like that. But it's funny that was like something we were just like they need to do this, and then they go and do it. And now it's not only are they doing that; it's now you can Xbox and your game DVR now edit it on your PC and then upload it to anywhere that you want. And just I think it's cool. Little things By like that. Way. I get a kick out. By the way, I just tried Windows G. It does nothing. <laughs> yeah, not <So>. yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't stream. We can't. We can't yet stream. Even though Rob and I have the app, uh, we can't yet stream our from our. We can't play the games yet. So that stuff's yeah. turned off. So, but it, it'll. You know, they'll be adding and, and upgrading it as as the preview build continues. Do you have your VM up, Rob, or? I run it on my laptop. Oh. It's my native OS. I'm that brave. Oh, but that's not what you're recording on right now. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, I've been recording on Windows 10 for months now. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, how, which apps does not work and how well the gaming works. Because I was actually considering putting on my main machine and I'm just, or the one I'm on now. And I'm just like, should I be that brave? No. <laughs> So, it's a tech and, preview. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting there, I'm just like, ah, oh, it'd just be so much work. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, I'd have to do it again a couple months later, you know? Because I don't, I don't know what what date do you think they're shooting for on this. You think you're they're shooting for yeah, like the typical like September, November, somewhere around there? It's, it's late this year. Yeah, because uh, I remember. <laughs> I remember hearing that it's definitely going to be after the back to school season. Okay. So I figure September through November sometime. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I've been running it for months and there's there's definitely issues and I'm willing to go through the issues and fight with the OS to try to get it to do things because there aren't any companies that will support it. So if you run into an issue, like a common issue I have with every build is getting my VPN software to work. But I've figured out a couple of tricks with compatibility mode and and which versions to use that I can get it to work. And I'm willing to put up with that. It was like uh, on Friday night, I spent probably an hour and a half trying to get my Cisco VPN software to work. And eventually I did. But, it, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. If you're not willing to dig in and and uh, struggle with it, it's definitely not for you at this time. So Soon, in the next couple months, I think they're going to come out with a consumer preview. You might want to look at it then if you're interested. But right now, it's, you know, consider it like pre-alpha almost. Yeah, I'll wait for like an RC. Yeah, oh. yeah. There's... And, and Hawk here says, you know, it's a, it's a one-click rollback, you know, and, and, that's, yeah. and that's fine for when you're 
you know, putting on top of 8.1 or something like that. But as far as an, in my mind, I'm coming up on one of my rebuild cycles. Like I rebuild every once in a while, just rebuild, 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 clean, fresh. I always put operating systems fresh. I never do upgrade. Yeah. So if I would Amen, do the brother. 10, if I do the 10 preview, I would be putting 10 on there. And if it mess up, I'd be putting 8.1 back on. So it's just kind of like one of those things, like, do I want to mess with that? Because I don't really have to worry about, well, I have a bunch of games to install and re-download, but uh, all my stuff's backed up. I run stuff in the cloud, things like that, so I'm not... <laughs> Sorry, Jap just said, yeah. I guess time, it's time to upgrade his Windows 98. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, it yeah, is. I think we, <laughs> we've I said on to here... He's going to go to me. Windows yeah. Me. <laughs> We've said on here before why why it's not Windows 9, why they skipped to 10. And it's because there is code out there that um, if anybody's a VB developer or a .NET developer just, or just a developer at all, there's an if statement that says if, you know, OS dot starts with and then in quotes 9, then do this. So that means... You know, and and that code was put in there for when you were Windows ninety eight, Windows you know, or Windows ninety five, Windows ninety eight, Windows ninety eight second edition. So it was like whenever you're any any one of those operating systems, it would perform you know the task this way. Otherwise, if you're XP and and all that stuff, it would do it this way. So they can't say Windows nine because then it would try to run the old version of that type of code. So that's a lot of a lot of things are you know people. It's, one of the things out there, but that me, I, compatibility gets you all the time. Yeah, yeah, that, true, very true. But that's the thing with Windows 10 and the way they talk about it. Like they're saying, like this is always going to be updated. To me, they're they're trying they're taking this like OS X. You know, they're trying to make this the next operating system. Like the next Windows, I don't think is you know Windows 11 might not come out for 10 years. You know, who, who knows how long it's going to be Windows 10. I'm actually surprised they're giving it a number. I figured they would just call it Windows. So, but I mean, I, I like that. I like that upgrade approach that they're going to do because that's what we're used to on our phones, at least on the Android. Yeah. And I think iOS might be uh, similar. You know, why do you have to wait to get that big package of features right. when you can just get them here and there? And Yep. It's it's a better experience for everybody across the board. Because I know with my phone, okay, with my phone, I have a feeling that I get something new all the time, and I have less of an urge to get a new phone. You, you guys know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be, because it's like fresher. It's You get something new all the time versus this is the same old system that I've had for like the last three years. I need something new. Since 98. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Jap. Well, it's like with Windows 8, you know, Windows 7 was out, Windows 8 came out, it was kind of up, 8.1 came out, and then they came out with like another update, I think, but it was still 8.1. And each time you're getting stuff and they're changing things, and Windows, you know, Windows 10 seems to be right around the, the corner. I, it's, yeah, you're keeping me fresh, you're keeping it new. I, mm -hmm. I, I like that. But my one big other thing, I know it's not here, it's not gaming related, but that new Spartan browser I'm very excited about because I'm a web developer. And at our office, they're still running like Windows 8 or uh, IE 8. And some people are on IE 9. And it's taking forever. Yeah. And they're actually talking about the going to win, uh, IE 10. And I'm just like, you need 
to go to 11. I was like, I have code that requires 11. So it's just like, you know, fighting tooth and nail for this, yeah. you know, and, and, and now they're talking about going to windows eight at work. And, and I'm just like, why, why, why talk why start the talking now about windows eight or 8.1, sorry, but 8.1, when you can just leave it for one more year and go to 10. Stop yeah, being sometimes, two years behind. Oh, well, in the, they will here. These companies are all going to skip eight, and we'll we got a story uh, in a in a few minutes on yeah. why. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. But <laughs> go ahead, Rob. Oh, the last. Say? No, I was oh. going to say sometimes in an enterprise environment, the version that you're on is actually dictated by the software. Um, I'll say applications or software that mm -hmm. you run because I, I see this so often, where. They're on some antiquated version of IE just because there's some system that won't run on anything newer. And it's such a core piece of software that they can't ditch it. Yeah. And then the one thing about that, and this is me as a developer, I just had this mm -hmm. conversation with my manager because, you know, you know, my team's like we're developing and getting to, and doing this stuff is, uh, if you have a piece of software that can only run on a browser that's three years old or three versions old, it's not time to worry about getting a new browser. It's time to get a new piece of software. Yeah. And I don't understand how companies can survive on that either. Hmm. Oh no, we don't we don't upgrade our software ever. You know, it's just like you're stuck you're stuck with what you got. That's just I just don't see how that happens. But yeah, to me it's not worrying about trying to get it to work on the new browsers it's just time to get a new piece of software yeah go, go you know when you work for a big organization and or a hospital and stuff like that you know what go buy something else but you know but, all right we're that, yeah, that's where guys like on. you that's where guys <laughs> like you should smell opportunity <laughs> <laughs> yeah see dollar signs you got that old piece of software cha-ching let me yeah. help you hi my name's brun yeah well it's just like i, I develop yeah. web most of my stuff's yeah. web applications now anyway. So, mm -hmm. you know, but all right. We should yeah. track. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. All right. Last thing. I'll do the last <laughs> thing here. So uh, Fable Legends. Today they announced that they are bringing Fable Legends to Windows 10 PCs, day and date with Xbox One version in 2015. This means Fable fans running Windows 10 will be able to play against their fellow gamers on Xbox One. It is the same game and the same world on the same map. Fable Legends is just the first of the major game franchises from Microsoft Studios coming to Windows 10, and will be more. Uh, and then we have more to share in the coming months. So if it's day and date, what's uh, when's Fable Legends coming out? Is there a release date for Legends? That kind of give us an idea. Windows 10 is coming out. Uh, oh, that's oh. a good. That's a good one. I don't think it has a release date yet, but I can look it, it says up. they'll have more to share in the coming months. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's E3. They're going to be hitting it on yeah. E3. Or yeah. maybe the build. That's what I was typing in here. It's like, uh, I was one of the people that got into the uh, Microsoft Build 2015 conference in San Francisco this year. I'm nice. super excited. Super excited. So I'll get to see, hopefully get to see some of this technology and stuff like that. Very happy. We'll have to get you rigged up for uh, interview gear and stuff so you can represent <laughs> TXL out there and maybe, yeah. maybe interview some of the Microsoft guys. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it, it's, it, it focuses on development and stuff like that. So, um, but, uh, I bet you yeah, some I'll, of these I'll guys share... might be there, though, because if they're going to be talking about this, you know, they might be talking about some of this integration with these two platforms. Yeah. So, 
But we'll yeah, see. Have, you have to keep uh, us updated. You'll be our yeah, Robin reporter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have to talk to you after. We'll have to, well, when we stop streaming, and <laughs> it's just us, I'll uh, share some stuff with you. All right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it just says uh, 2015 for Fable Legends. Okay. So figure around November. So. All right, so we're going to jump right. into our what I call roundtable section two, and okay. um, so that ends our Windows 10 Xbox coverage. We do have, well, not completely, but another thing that was big hit, and I still don't understand why, maybe you guys can explain this, was the HoloLens. Uh, everybody seems, this seems to be the one thing out of that whole conference that everybody's going gaga over. Um, and the reason we're talking about it, because it was nothing specific. This has, now this part has nothing to do with Xbox, okay? Right. But... I could see it coming to Xbox. Essentially, it's a sure. VR headset. Um, so they weren't showing any Xbox-related applications or anything. It was some kind of marketing video, and I've watched it a couple times, and I'm like, I still don't get it. But um, well, actually, it's, 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 it's more. It's more instead of VR, which is more like Oculus Rift. This is more augmented reality. Right. Oh yeah, it's a hologram yeah. headset. Mm, so sort of. Not Google really. Glass type. Well, that's what they, that's what say. they're calling it. Is it? It, yeah. it says it's a hologram headset. So you put it on and you can see your whole environment. And then they've got the other stuff like overlaid, you know. And it was the thing is is I don't know. You guys go on because I, I don't get this. I don't see the point of this. I, even through all their like Mars rover stuff and brain surgery and building a motorcycle i i'm like i didn't get what they were doing it's more yeah, those, it's like a hud okay. it's it to me is yeah. the way mm -hmm. i think of it, it's like a hud but uh rob i'll let you go first because yeah yeah if you guys have ever played around with any of the augmented reality um applications out there there's a whole bunch that are available for the phones um, if you're not familiar, usually you, you print something out on a printer or you get a card that you put down on a table, then you run an app that enables the camera on your phone, for example, or your tablet or whatever. And then it recognizes, it scans the image on the card and it builds something like, a, I don't know, like a little castle or there was one that I've seen that had like a little basketball court with a, a little dude and uh, a hoop. And then from that point on, whenever you move your phone, that image is essentially three-dimensional. You see it through the screen. And as you move the, the, the screen, let's say if you move it like in an arc around in a circle sort of, you'll actually see it from all different angles because it'll build that image on the fly and uh, give you the perception of 3D but it's not really 3D, and it's not even projected. It's not a hologram. A hologram implies that something is projected into physical space, that there's like a, a three-dimensional image in front of you. This is just uh, something that's viewable only to the person that's wearing his helmet because it's actually just projected onto a HUD, like Brun had said, and only that person can see it. And then from that point on, it lets you interact with the environment because I guess uh, the HoloLens piece has cameras and all sorts of different sensors out there that I got connect, uh, connect cameras in it. Is that what it is? A connect camera? I I think when they were doing their when they were doing their hand 
gestures and stuff. I think it's looking out at your hands. Yeah, I, I, bet it I is. imagine that would be the connect connect technology. Yeah, you know, I, I bet you're absolutely right there. Because uh, I mean, why not? They own it. <laughs> they don't have to buy I mean, it. They don't have to redevelop it. Can you imagine? It's like how many people have done this? Like, I have the goggles on. I'm going like this, and I'm turning knobs on a wall. <laughs> hey now, sure you are. We're a family show. <laughs> I was turning knobs on a wall. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. But yeah. yeah, like augmented reality stuff. They've got an yeah, yeah. That's what is. I put that in a the chat. They would come with those cards. Yeah, there's a little in the box. you know, you know, envelope in there. You open there's those cards, and you know, one of them is like a thing, and a little Goomba popped out and was walking on the counter. If you're staring at it with your, you know, your 3ds and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I liked so, I liked the video. I thought it was really cool. Like when the person, you know, I guess was walking through their house. Um, I thought it was neat for if you have a job that deals with you know, should the person like designing something and they could see it out in front of them and kind of mess with it. Um, the one thing I thought was pretty funny is like when there was like two or three people walking around with them and they're all like, <laughs> they all have these, it's not a small device, no. you know, it's a pretty large device, but they, you know, people are walking around with this device on their head. And it's just like, I can't see myself walking around work all day long with this device on my head. So well, that, no. so that but, brings uh, up my question. Gimmick or real world application that's a good question and it really it's really dependent on the adoption rate of this thing because you look at things like the segue you look at the connect you know there's some you know pretty cool technology in all these different devices but they really didn't take off like they could have and and why um and there's got to be a compelling reason for people to purchase this thing because i i can't imagine it being cheap you no. look at google glass which is what 1500 bucks or something like that and okay. that is like simplistic in comparison and google and and thing. yeah and that's for any reason why right now i would say gimmick Unless unless it's in a work environment or you know a designer's environment or something, but to everyday people, everyday person like myself, you know, I don't see my wife getting it. And the only reason I say that is Google Glass. Google Glass is not out there right now. Not everybody's using it. Not everybody's wearing it. You know. So what makes you think that this one going to come out and and trump and trump that? And Google Glass is small. You know, it's. Somewhat small, people still kind of look at you weird, you know, look at people weird when they have it on, but at least it's not this, you know. Yeah, you had this sucker on. People <laughs> yeah. be like, what the heck? You look like yeah. uh, LeVar Burton in Star Trek. What, what, was, yeah. like, uh, what was his name in that? Jordy LaForge. Jordy. Yeah. yeah, like he had the thing on. That's just well, like, he just had a thin band, but yeah, I know what right. you're saying. But again, From, my thought is, what about people with glasses? I mean, a lot of people wear glasses. This takes that this is not a usable application for them. It's just like three D movies. It's I think not, it sits in front of your face. It's not right. Like there's, a pair of goggles. You can, you can see in this image there is 
You've got the visor, you got that shaded visor, but then you look inside, there's a nose yeah, piece then. and there is a set of glasses there. There's two eyepieces in there like a pair okay. of glasses. And you can see that in the video. So it's like uh, like multiple lenses, if you will. There's that dark, dark shaded tinted one and there's two more pieces of yeah. glass inside. So it's yeah, almost like having three eyeglasses on you know, or two sets of glasses and then a big shader on top of that. It, yeah. it does make complication. And I mean, we can't, obviously, I'm not asking, saying, hey, the world needs to be designed for people with glasses, but there are a lot of people that have them. And, and I don't understand this desire to put wearable tech and, and everybody wanting to, like, with 3D glasses and, and this the, the, these types of things, you know, I just don't see the draw to it. And even don't if I didn't right. have glasses, I still wouldn't <laughs> want them, you know? See, I see, I think this is just the beginning. It's literally like, you know, the early version of the bag phone, let's say, for cellular devices. It's like the early version of the bag phone that we're looking at here. And, you know, where people are going like, ooh, you can take it around. You can talk to people. And eventually, they're going to improve on this. They're going to make it smaller. Uh, eventually, I don't think it's going to, you know, wherever this technology progresses, it, it's not necessarily always going to be something that you wear. But I think having something like this where you're basically interacting with your environment in certain ways and making like they showed in those videos like the little minecraft like uh game that sprawled all over your living room i mean that's pretty cool and i imagine like our kids you know they're gonna have that or you know grandchildren or something like that you know yeah. how many you know when uh you know everybody's got robots and people are living on the moon <laughs> Like that's old sci-fi. We got a luma room predictions. For yeah, we got, we got a luma but, room for putting your Minecraft into your living room, though, and that's not something you yeah. have to wear. Yeah. So, but even that looks that's but, gimmicky too. But if it all gets us to yeah, the holodeck, then I'm cool with it. <laughs> and, and you know, it was even mentioned that the things that they showed were possible applications, whether or not that is what eventually happens. Who knows? But Stuff like this is coming. I mean, there's like they showed the one thing in the video where somebody was working on uh, like plumbing or something like that. And I heard in the demo that they did at this event, they did like to rewire a light switch. That stuff is coming. It will be here. You know, we have a very basic version of that right now. I mean, you can stream, you know, with Skype from your phone. Yeah. I mean, we've got like the primitive version of that available right now, and it's going to evolve. And this is the next step. It might not be the final step for consumer versions, but it's going in that direction. You know where I see this working for all those tech centers? So when you call in and my PC doesn't work, okay, put your yeah. headset on and you're yeah. connecting that way so the tech can see your screen. You can see what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> that'd yeah. be awesome. For I her. might have to buy one for my mother. Yeah. <laughs> like in the classroom. <laughs> you know, something yeah. in the classroom I think would be cool. Every student put them on and the teacher can have, you know, AR type style. Okay. discussions and stuff oh, yeah. like that. But. And uh, what was I going to say? Um, the, the one thing that uh, I heard that was actually really interesting was that uh, Paul Thurat, the that journalist that kind of specialized in Microsoft, he uh, made some comments about it, and he basically said it was really stunning 
it's hard to describe what it is visually to see because I believe a lot of people have probably tried some form of like virtual reality headset, whatever it is across the years. Like they've got the Oculus one right now. That basically locks you into an environment and it replaces everything is kind of like what how they describe it. This lets you see your room. You still see everything around you and this just lays on top of it, which is what's cool and what's different. And I think this is like the first product that's really – or at least that's gotten a lot of press that's really doing this and, and doing it well. Uh, like the stuff we saw on the Nintendo, and I think the stuff that we're seeing on the phones, that's a gimmick. This is a step above a gimmick. It might still be a gimmick, but it's closer to <laughs> something usable. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll wait yeah, and see how it all pans out. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing uh, real quick, before we finish. That's the thing is like, I like tech. You know, I like the tech. I think it's going to, I think it's cool. All this stuff's cool. Like, even if I call it a gimmick or not, doesn't mean that I don't I don't like it or I don't want to see it like be you know everyone walking around with these things or whatever. It's just, I think where we need to get to is that it, where it's on a contact lens. That that's yeah. that's where the stuff needs to be. And, Implant. And, <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. All right. So let's Excellent. move on. To our last item, if I can get it up, and this is pretty cool, folks. Uh, Windows 10 will be a free upgrade for one year after launch for current Windows 8.1, Windows 7, and Windows Phone 8.1 users. This, this, I thought this was pretty darn huge. Um, I mean, I've never known Microsoft to give away their OS. But if, if you are interested in this and you are not on Windows 7 or Windows 8.1, I would recommend getting there, and then you'll get your upgrade free uh, to Windows 10 uh, as long as yep. it's within that first year of release. After that, they'll start charging. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And once you do that, that device that Windows 10 is on is uh, will be kept upgraded for life is the way they put it. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, to me, what that says is like all their OSs from here on out are going to be free. Are going to be what? Free. If they're going to continue, if they're going to keep your device updated for life, then it'll be a free. Yeah, but how, how long is. That's what well, that's when we were saying that? earlier is yeah. Windows 10 may be the next, you know, OS for the next 10 years, you know, so like. But it always, you know, if it's 10.1, 10.2, 4, you know, for the life of that device, it'll be updated. So and I, like I said, I don't, I don't, we won't see a Windows 11 in a year or two. <laughs> it'll be multi-year. Yeah. So, all right. Very so, cool. Uh, yeah. Let's take it into the community time. Rob? Right. Okay. All right, so uh, make sure to check out our Facebook group. That's facebook.com, I believe, what, forward slash This Xbox Life? If not, just search for This Xbox Life, all one word there, and it should take you to the group. It's a closed group so that uh, your friends, family, and everybody else that might mock you for being a gamer, how dare they? Uh, <laughs> they won't see what you post onto the group because it's only closed, or it's closed only so that uh, the people that care will see it. 
Then uh, you can contact the show by sending an email to contact at thisxboxlife.com if you want to send a message, question, uh, whatever it might be. That's uh, where you can do that. We also have a, have a Twitter account. So if you're on the Twitters, uh, make sure to follow at thisxboxlife. And we have a voicemail system on the website where you can leave a message that we will play on the show. Uh, that is at thisxboxlife.com. Look for the widget on the right-hand side. And it is mobile-friendly, so you can use it on your tablet, etc., etc. Uh, now, um, let's see. As far as uh, feedback, we got a question. Actually, two questions from this, John. These are for Brun, too. Yes. Oh, boy. The sports you're, guy. Yeah, you're our, you're our sports guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, first up, uh, John asks, uh, do you guys know if EA or another company will ever make another college football game? I know they lost the case against former players, and that's why they don't have a game right now. Um, well, <clears throat> well, the, the thing is, is the NCAA and a lot of the colleges decided not to sign a deal with EA for the next uh college game so i believe that's kind of why it's fell through um because without everybody signing in with that and, and going along with that they can't use the likeness of the of the college you know which usually came with the players and then this whole thing with the players came in so um as of right now i don't think the ncaa has any um with making another deal um i think ea has to really um go after it if they want it it's it's very similar to like how ea's lost the nascar brand as well so um that's why nascar we were talking about earlier that's why ea doesn't make those they made them for years right. and then nascar finally oh, yeah. said nope we're gonna go with somebody else because you're making a lot of money and just not doing anything so as of right now i do not think um we're gonna see one for a couple years which is unfortunate because I loved the college football games, and I and I don't like Madden, so. But uh, they better actually EA better watch it, or else you know, they might be losing Madden the next, or the NFL next time their deal comes. All right. Next up, uh, he asks, "When will a real baseball game come out? That's not like a joke of a game, uh, such as RBI baseball." Yeah, very. That's it's the same thing, you know. EA or, or uh, 2K, uh, they all lost like their licenses with the with the MLB. So um, the only one that kept it was Sony. Sony's the only one that kept a deal or, or got a deal with the Major League Baseball to make uh, the bigs. So if you want a very if you want a good baseball game, you have to have a, a basically a PlayStation. I mean MLB um, the show. Uh, MLB, MLB the show, the, the show, the show. Yes, you're correct. Sorry, that's that's the so, big one on Sony. Yeah, and that game's awesome too. Right. If you look at that, that game is wonderful. And and the thing is, is EA and I think 2K. Um, 2K was the last one on the Xbox, I believe. EA fell out even earlier because EA was making college ones there for a while. I think M MVP like 05 or something like that was. Uh, EA's last one, and then 2K was the only one, but 2K ruined it. They just didn't make changes. They 
we're just pumping out the same game, you know, with issues and stuff, but, you know, that's got to go to the PlayStation right now if you want a good game. So, a good baseball game. <laughs> a good baseball game, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and I mean, and, and any of these places can sign deals with any dev- uh, any publisher. It's just EA was the one that had them locked down for the longest time. Um, you know, but uh, they can sign with anybody. Like, it could be Activision or Ubisoft. It's just whoever wants to pick up that, you know, pick up that deal. So, And Jap is asking, what is college football? <laughs> so, that is called March college Madness football. business. That's and, uh, all. Right? Yeah. That's where they score three pointers. <laughs> well, I guess they can't have a three pointer. College football is over for the year because Ohio State just won the national championship a couple weeks ago. If anybody forgot, by the way. Wow. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll title next week's show Ohio State wins. Um, three three weeks ago, Ohio State won. No. Yeah. All right, let's hit the new releases then. All right, retail releases for the 360 in the coming week. We're going to get Life is Strange and SpongeBob Hero Pants. For the Xbox One, we have Dying Light, of course, digital only. Digital only. Uh, We'll have that one on the list again (laughs) in a month. And then uh, (laughs) iDarb is coming out, and that's that strange game that... I looked at it and I'm like, I really don't understand this. I'll learn about it later. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're going to learn about it this week. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you go ahead. No, I just, I've heard people talk about IDAR that they really like it. So I I don't know what it is. So I've not looked at it at all. Yeah. And I probably uh, won't because Dying (laughs) Dying Light's out this week, man. That's, I got that installed, ready to go. <laughs> You're dying to play Dying I'm Light. I'm dying to see the light. <laughs> yeah. So so where might one uh, purchase said games like Dying Light or Life is Strange? Or... That's a very good question. And a very good answer to that is on Amazon.com. And make sure to use uh, the This Xbox Life affiliate link for that so you can uh, support your habit <laughs> or whatever and support your favorite <laughs> podcast. Uh, just uh, make sure to go to this Xbox life.com forward slash Amazon, or just go to the homepage of the show upper right hand corner, click on one of the two Amazon links, which will take you to the Xbox one product page from which then you can search for whatever you want. All right. Any last comments before we take off? Nope. Silence is golden. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just uh, looking forward to Dying Light and uh, Homeworld. Homeworld. Master. It's not Xbox. <laughs> Nor is the <laughs> Homeworld. All right. Well, we, uh, if you guys listen to us on iTunes or any whichever podcast uh, choice you use to listen to the show, please rate us uh, highly on there if you can to get the word out. Um, and... Uh, uh, also, be sure to subscribe to our Twitch feed and Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. And uh, I guess we'll see you all here next week. I am Mark AK Wingman709 taking off. I'm Rob Olson, who's Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch y'all next week. 
and Bron BJ's Swick 33. Uh, happy early birthday to Jap 28 and Hawk, I believe. Wednesday and Thursday. Tuesday, something. This week, birthdays. Have a good one. <laughs>